Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia and with me is my co-host, Lon. Hey, how's everybody doing? Sorry for the absence. <laughs> Lon, are we back? Are we back back like you know backstreet back or <laughs> relax <laughs> relax relax uh, hey um listeners uh we promise we're not mean we're just processing our emotion we're just processing and respectfully that. you don't know us so shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh man <laughs> yeah we're almost back well, i'll obviously try to make time uh when i can but we're closer to being back <laughs> let's give a quick update to folks who are still somehow perusing our podcast our very sure. somewhat dead podcast but we do have new followers on our social media so thank you for that shout out to tender loving care podcast they probably brought in the the audience and the followers for us but for myself i've just become a new mom so you know obviously yeah. having a baby takes up a lot of my time but starting to find a bit of spare time here and there and you know i do need to have a bit of self-care this is my self-care moment where my husband babysit <laughs> and i get to spend time with my best friend lon and lon what about you what have you been up to <laughs> so around the time Nadia had a baby, I also joined a coding boot camp and I've been neck deep in code, full stack development. I was learning or am continuing to learn JavaScript, HTML, CSS, Python, React, Redux, full stack, uh, so that I can finally do a career pivot, get out of IT, but still in tech, just on the software development side. So I have about eight or nine weeks left before I can um, commit more time to our passion projects, i.e. this podcast. But yeah, I see the finish line and I apologize that we've been busy. We've been on a on quite the journey <laughs> in our personal lives, but I am glad to be here, glad to be back, quote unquote, and talking about uh, our favorite trash reality show. <laughs> yeah, well... We should have told our listeners that we were on the picket line. <laughs> we were on strike with the rest of the writers and <laughs> actors, <laughs> but we're not that cool. So, no. Yeah. And uh, PSA right here if you're looking for a front end developer, holla at your boy, Lon. <laughs> what a plug. <laughs> Show some love. <laughs> All right, let's get started. Lon, this is us covering before the 90 days, season six tell all we figure we'll get together despite our busy schedule just to give you guys you know our insights on this season of before the 90 days lan how do we want to start this do you want to maybe go through every couple and then we can talk about like our favorite couple who's the most toxic who's the cutest who's the most compatible yada yada yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's do couple by couple. And if they intersect or if we have anything else to say about anybody else who comes into the picture, we'll just roll with it. Awesome. Awesome. So we just gave you guys a quote from, in my opinion, this season's villain, Amanda. So oh, Amanda. I figured we can start with Amanda and Rosbun. 
not gonna lie to you guys, but when we were first introduced to this couple, Lana, I don't know about you, but I thought for sure Razvan is a fuckboy. Like he just mm. had the makings of it, right? But then at the end of this season, I was like, oh my God, poor Razvan. He was being manipulated, railroaded, whatever you want to call it. And Amanda came out to be the bish that, <laughs> that we didn't see coming. And she was so manipulative. Like I can't stop saying that because it just became so obvious. And I think during the last or the second last episode, you guys can tell that she was love bombing him the moment she realized that she's losing grip on him. And mm -hmm. not sure if you remember, Lon, but she bought all these gifts for him and, you know, try to like kind of reel him back and maybe get a proposal out of him. And so yeah. during the tell-all, I think it became so obvious that Amanda is obviously trying to paint a, a nice picture of herself. But in reality, I think she has like the relationship EQ of a high schooler. Like the way she mm -hmm. she handles herself in a relationship is, you know, hey, I'm the hot shit here and you do what I ask you to do and this is how you should fall on my feet, you know, that kind of stuff. But I don't know, I want to get your take on it because clearly, you know, when you look at the entire cast and how they react to Amanda and Razvan, there are two teams here, obviously Team Amanda and Team Razvan. I don't even know if Razvan got any love, but like Riley, for example, he thinks Amanda was being the victim because she flew all the way to Romania. And maybe he's projecting because he flew all the way to Vietnam to meet his partner. So the way he sees it is, oh, Razvan got what he wants. He got the cookie. Now he's out of it. But I think the rest of us were like, okay, Razvan really wanted to make it work. But it was Amanda who was, you know, like being wishy-washy with him. So, Lon, go. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of agree with Riley on this. Let me rewind to what you said. So for me, it was in reverse. In the beginning, I really thought Razvan was uh, really super serious. And then he turned fuckboy like toward the end. Because um, I agree with Riley. Like if you were already checked out and if you were already scared and stuff, then why did you sleep with her then? Like you couldn't have just said, uh, you know, I really don't think this is working and it's been tough for me after you really gave me doubts, you know? And, and instead he was like, well, well let's fuck, fuck it. Let's just, <laughs> let's do it, right? And I'm just like, so I understood what Riley said, mm -hmm. but I also want to give, just like Riley gave him the benefit of the doubt, I want to give Roswan the benefit of the doubt too because he did say, yeah, like things definitely changed, which we saw. You know, I think he did come into it with good intentions and stuff. And then when her doubts crept in, his doubts crept in. So I could mm -hmm. kind of see that. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, if you were doubtful and stuff, then you should have just said, look, it's obvious that things are not really going to work out between us. And rather than kind of draw this out, like, I think maybe it's best that we we stop with this. But no, he he waited till he got some. He sent her off. Then when she lands, he, he's like, oh, yeah, by the way. I mean, I don't think this is going to work anymore, you know, and I, I, it's more complicated than that. Apparently, she was talking to some other person and stuff. And I agree. She definitely was trying to save face. And toward the end, we really did see that the love bombing. And yeah, she was definitely trying to save like a sinking ship. And oh, like we're going to meet his parents. All of a sudden, she's super interested in him again. And all of a sudden, she turns on the sexuality to manipulate right to try yeah. to get him more interested in her again so let me just say that i think she's just not ready to be in a relationship and the way she's acting also i credit that to her being in only one serious relationship mm. so she doesn't have any context yeah she thinks and maybe she doesn't think this but because she's only been in this single relationship for so long with somebody who eventually married and had children with this is her view of what a relationship should mm. be the only thing she can do is keep comparing it to this or yep. to what she had yep and that's the only context she has whereas you know the more you date and stuff the more you kind of see how different relationships can still have their good things and bad things and they're just different it doesn't have to be 
this was the one I had and it should always be like this. Yeah. So she doesn't have that kind of context. And I don't I just don't think she was ready yet to be in a relationship. I think she needed to sort that out before flying to visit him because if you're not ready to like sleep with somebody or whatever, that's what the relationship entails. And I'm not saying people need to be ready to sleep with who they're seeing, but they just need to be ready to sleep with somebody, period. You know, whether you sleep with them or not is definitely up to you. And that's on your timeline. But it was clear she wasn't anywhere there. So what makes you think you're ready to be in a relationship in the first place? Because if you can't even do that, then you're not ready to handle the emotions and all these other things you know, unless he was a rebound, which I can totally see. Mm-hmm. She rebounded and she yeah. fell for this guy on the internet, some like influencer or TikTok, whatever star, whatever that she thought he was. So I could kind of see that. Like she rebounded and then she called it love or what she thought was love. And then when she finally arrived there, she didn't know if she was love or not. And I have to sort this out. And what about our futures and stuff? Like you're going to see this guy, you know, and he's ready to propose and stuff, but you haven't sorted out your futures yet you haven't talked about this stuff and you don't know what you're going to do with the, with the children and if he's ready to meet them and stuff these are all things they should have figured out mm. but as we know with 90 day fiance they're always like two or three months behind right we're like yeah wait you've been talking how long and this conversation didn't happen yet <laughs> what are you guys doing yeah 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 i think you brought up a good point i think one of the frustrations i had whenever i watched that scenes is that okay Amanda needs to process her grief. Mm, and yes. But then you have a good point of like, she may have been with just one person. She may have only had one serious relationship, which is why she always kept comparing Rosvan to her late husband. And I think when you overdo that, the other person's obviously going to feel a certain type of way. I mean, it's very demoralizing, which is why I think, you know, there was that scene where he cried and he felt like, okay, am I not good enough? Because she just kept drawing comparison from her previous relationship. And you're not giving someone a chance, you know? Right. I don't think anyone, too, can ever fill the shoes of someone like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. And if you keep saying that, well, my ex-husband or, oh, my ex-wife, those are huge shoes for anybody to fill in any relationship, not just Amanda and Rosalind's, you know? So, of course, he's going to be like, I'm never going to measure up to this guy. I'm something different, though. And I think that's how we all feel when we're getting into these relationships. I'm sure you've been in some where maybe they compared you to to exes. You're like, well, I'm not going to be like her, but I am going to be something different. Mm -hmm. And this thing that's different, the thing that I can bring to the table can still be a good thing. And yeah, there was a lot of talk about the money issues and stuff. Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to be able to support me and stuff like what are you talking about? He's not even going to be able to be employed yet. Like, yeah. What are you fucking? <laughs> that, yeah. Do and you that's not the know? Thing is that people don't know about visa process is that once you're applying, you it's not like you can just work. You know, you got to get a green card or a work visa of some sort in order to work. So I think for her to be like, okay, how are you going to support me and the kids? It's like, relax. <laughs> Relax. Got it. Relax. Relax. Okay. Relax. Amanda, relax. <laughs> yeah. And again, I hate that I'm on Rosvan's side because I, I don't want to come across as someone with internalized misogyny. But the way I recall, she came on strong onto him. Like she came across as someone who has boundaries. Like at first she was like, mm, we're not going to have sex during this visit. But then she succumbed to it. And then Roswin was saying that, okay, she seduced me in the middle of the night. And so like the rest of us can see that, you know, instead of her being like, you know, so-called victim that flew all the way to Romania to get to know Roswin, some of us sees this as like she's gallivanting to Romania to get some D, you know, like (laughs) I think there's two perspectives here and I can see Riley's way, but I can also see how some people see it as, well, you're a mom who just lost a husband and now you're just going to drop everything and leave your kids behind and go gallivanting to Romania to have fun and get some D like, okay. I think if she just came out and was like, look, I'm still figuring stuff out from the beginning. She was like, I don't know where I'm at. I'm still figuring things out. I like him, but I don't know where my boundaries are yet. I don't know if I'm comfortable yet. 
things may go one way or another. I don't know. But yeah, you're right. She would say one thing and then do something else. And then it was always a kind of back and forth with her. So it was like, we don't know where you stand then. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. What do you think about her sister spilling the tea on Amanda's extracurricular activities online? Like it seems I'm to me that- I'm glad she did. Yeah, I think it's a nice expose because Amanda kind of paints herself as like, uh, it's all Rosvan's fault for not figuring stuff out. But here she is. She has her own version of Dane, right? We're going to talk about it, but it's Jasmine's you know, ex-boyfriend. But Amanda has her own Dane. And yeah, I guess she's kind of like testing the water or something. And Rosvan happens to be one of her toys, I guess, or her sight guy. <laughs> After that tell-all, to me, now I see Amanda as someone who kind of she hits on like people on TikTok and stuff like isn't that how she kind of met Rosman too yeah and now she's talking to some or was talking to another like TikTok guy or it's like she just slides into people's DMs and is like hey what's up <laughs> kind yeah. of I like your content <laughs> and then, one of those people and then it leads into something else yeah she's probably one of those people that give like those gifts right whenever right you know how TikTok has this trend <laughs> where it's like Ice cream, but lollipops. Send flowers. Send yeah. flowers. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Ugh. Okay. I guess like Sean Robinson will always say, this will never get resolved. So let's move on to another couple. What about Riley and Violet? So Riley is the guy that flew all the way to Vietnam and, you know, met up with Violet. And yeah, <laughs> apparently... There wasn't any interest. I feel like this is the most incompatible couple because they don't have clear communication between each other. It's, mm -hmm. it's such a tough watch for me because he or she is culturally, they're obviously worlds apart, but they can't seem to communicate what they want out of each other, I guess. I still can't get over the fact that she called him old and ugly. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I agree with you 100%. Looking at his text messages too, it just seems like Violet could have catfished him because she looks different from the photo <laughs> that he saved on his phone. So I wonder if he thought that, okay, this is how she looked. Okay, I'll pursue this. And then come to find out when he was in Vietnam that she's this middle-aged woman. Nothing wrong with being middle-aged, but she's just not what he thought she looked like. So yeah, I mean, what do you think, Lon? When you said it was a tough watch, it was definitely a tough watch for me too. I think in the beginning, it was kind of interesting. But after a few episodes, I was just like, oh, come on, you know, and I'll admit there were some of their scenes I just kind of fast forwarded through. It mm. stopped being interesting. And on top of them not being able to communicate clearly, even the way they communicated with each other when they thought they were understanding each other was still kind of toxic right and he interpreted that as oh we're playful we do this this is how we talk to each other shit's different when you're in person and she's calling you old and ugly right yeah <laughs> like, you liked it you liked it over the phone oh ha, 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 ha. Nah, she's a feisty one you know and then all of a sudden she does it in person and you're like that's so oh, i can't believe you said that oh yeah. well isn't that what you said when you were in america you said oh that's just how she talks to me we play around like that ha <laughs> wasn't so fun when she did that in person. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, yeah. But this was the tone that y'all established. So, so to me, she was just kind of going along with that. And then now he switches it up. And I get it. I get why he would be offended. But at the same time, if you establish that kind of tone with a person and then they kind of roll with it. <laughs> yeah. So even when they thought they were understanding each other, they still weren't really communicating clearly. And then, you know, you throw in all the differences with the culture. And she was saying, well, in our culture, things are like this. And he's having to say in our culture, things are like this. Mm -hmm. And the language barrier and all that. There was just so much. And they were definitely, definitely worlds apart. I'm kind of on the fence. I want to believe Violet, but he brings up good points. Like, medically scientifically does he have a condition that would make it damn near impossible for him to impregnate somebody i want to believe violet obviously i do and do i feel bad yeah I, I felt bad watching her cry you know anyone who loses a baby i automatically feel bad for 
but I can't just discount everything. We've seen how like dishonest she can be. So all these things come into play. So I haven't even made like a final judgment on that yet, whether I believe her or not. I want to, and I do feel bad for her, especially if that's true. But at the same time, watching the scenes play out and seeing the things I've seen, Riley does make a good point. Like it's hard. It just makes it difficult to believe that. I don't know if there's a future for them, honestly. Yeah. And that's why I'm surprised that she's still coming to the US. Like, is this one of those made up couple where like, hey, let's split the TLC money. (laughs) Yeah. And what was that about? Is she going to visit him or is she going as a tourist independently? And if he sees her or not, then it happens. But she's not going there to see him, right? Or was she going there to see him? I got the impression that they will meet up as friends. Okay. So whether or not she intentionally wanted to see him, I'm not sure. Maybe she just happened to have the means to get to the U.S. as a tourist. I guess that was the impression I got. Yeah. So someone on Reddit, this might be triggering because I went through miscarriages. Okay. End of story. So I definitely empathize if this is a real thing. But someone on Reddit had this theory of when you're going through menopause, there is a chance where you may get a false positive when you take a pregnancy test. Mm. It could be a case where she thought she missed her period because when you go through menopause too, like your period can be, you know, sometimes it can be spotty or sometimes it can be heavy. And maybe she thought she was pregnant because of the test. And then it wasn't. (laughs) And then maybe she got her period Mm. the next month or something like that. So because of the HGC levels during pregnancy and how unpredictable it can be. Again, I'm not an OBGYN, so I'm not the best person to like explain all of this but when I read it I was like yeah that could happen because like what Riley said right he's on this medication where he knows the side effects is infertility or he knows he's infertile right Um, Mm. impotent I guess right for men so I think either she's making this up to reel him in to I don't know get something out of him we don't know what or it could be that she got a false positive from a home test. And then the fact that she refuses to go to this international hospital is also sus. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And he offered to pay for it too. Right. And he got what he claims that he put a card on file even. So yeah, like why wouldn't you want to go, you know? He had good answers too. Like, oh, why did you do that? Because they speak English. (laughs) I was like, yeah. oh yeah, (laughs) of course. Yeah, he was like, I want to know. I can't trust like... And that's true. Like if he went and then they're just speaking another language, what did he say? Because she does. She does that where she'll tell him what he thinks she wants him to hear about a conversation, but not Mm -hmm. the full thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he kind of does that, too, though. They're both doing it. Right. Like they'll say, oh, well, they, they just said this. And you're just like, come on that's not everything like tell them everything yeah you know so they do so i mean he makes a point but again one like they really do need to communicate better and to learn each other's languages uh or else this is already not gonna work i'm just gonna say that we don't have to dive too deep into yeah that. I just so last thing though what do you think about him hiring a pi is that that was what i was unethical? i was gonna ask you yeah i was gonna ask you the same question The only thing that rubs me the wrong way is I don't think he would have done that if he was dating an American woman. And Mm -hmm. he tried to make it seem like this was the norm. And I think they also wanted to point that out. Yeah, they were like, I don't think every person does that in America. And he's like, every person who's seeing someone in a foreign country. I'm like, "Uh, not really either. (laughs) Yeah. How many people have really done that? And it really comes down to trusting a person. If you think this person is already super sus and you're not trusting them from the beginning, what does that say about your relationship then? Are you ready? Why are you bringing a ring halfway across the world and you don't trust them enough yet to not hire a private investigator to make sure that's on Riley right now. Like, why do you even have a ring? Sort that out, like sort that out, you know? And it's true. Like if somebody said, by the way, I wasn't going to tell you, but I hired a PI to look into your background and stuff. Automatically, I'd be like, motherfucker, you snake. (laughs) What? Yeah, I could understand like Googling me or some shit like that, right? Like I hit up your socials and stuff. I crept for a little bit. I'd be like, I mean, okay, I get it. 
But to go to that extent, to hire like a PI, what were they doing? Were they parked outside of my house snapping pictures of me? Like the fuck? Creepy. <laughs> that's just weird, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's weird. That's weird. That's weird. You told me you love me and shit. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck they said to each other over the phone, but like they're obviously saying things and sharing intimate details and stuff. And you're over here hiring people to watch me. What are you? Yeah. What is this? I think you're right. Riley don't know what he wants, maybe, or he didn't know what to expect or didn't trust her to begin with. And if he didn't trust her, why? go all the way to Vietnam and why bring a ring? I think someone called him out during one of the breaks and he said, well, you know, I, I don't want it to be a shoulda, woulda, coulda situation where I regret not doing it. But I'm like, you also wanted to hire a PI. So what is it? Do you trust her or not? And do you even love her enough to trust her and not hire a PI? And why are you even thinking about proposing? Right. So right. weird. Speaking of a couple that learn each other's language, I figured we can segue to uh, the sweetest couple, uh, David and Sheila. First of all, I have to say this season's casting is very progressive. I guess this is the first time we're getting a mute cast member. And you know what? Kudos to TLC. Their editing is chef's kiss. You know, they're very respectful when it comes to David's and Sheila's scenes. I mean, it didn't turn out awkward, is what I'm trying to say. Like, the ASL was very much on point, and they were very respectful towards him. I guess he got multiple interpreters during the tell-all so that he gets all the angles and people talking on his behalf. And yeah, I must say, this is super progressive. I mean, we're going to talk about Cleo, who's a trans woman. And First, was it assigned male at birth, I think? I think so, yeah. yeah. And, and then, of course, we, we have Statler and Dempsey, obviously another... Lesbian couple, but yeah, very progressive, diverse cast because we have Misha and Nicola, who's like super Catholic, super staunch, super conservative. Yeah, just very diverse. Uh, there's even a catfish uh, couple uh, that we're going to dive into later. But let's move on to David and Sheila. So very triggering for me watching their scenes because, you know, as you know, Lon, and as maybe our listeners probably followed us uh, previously, I lost my mom earlier this year. So when Sheila's mom, oh my God, what are the odds? Passed away during filming. I was like, oh my God. Like The same night he met her. Yeah. yeah. What crazy. a sign. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. But anyway, all I have to say is this is like one of the most sweetest, most genuine couple. I really hope they're still together. I haven't really Googled them. Like, I don't know what's happening to them. I, I think they're probably waiting out the K-1 visa K-1 visa, I think they landed on that because it doesn't take as long as the marriage visa. So, yeah, their love story is just the cutest, I must say. So, Yeah, I agree. Um, and especially with what you said about how they handled the content for David and Sheila, they didn't try to, like, infantilize him mm -hmm. um, in any way. There were moments where they would mute or kind of deafen the sound and the noise a little bit so we could kind of see from his perspective, to mimic him, you know, yeah. the world. Yeah, mm -hmm. to kind of mimic it, you know, and I thought at first it was gimmicky, but then when there were certain times where they would shift and kind of show different people talking and stuff and how weird it felt like, oh, yeah, like. Are they talking about me? What exactly are they saying? And then mm -hmm. you kind of get into his headspace. Like he doesn't know. All he has to go on are to look around and if someone is signing or if he can communicate through text on his phone. So it was handled really well. And yeah, I think uh, they're probably one of the more genuine couple on the show. If mm -hmm. I'm forgetting, I think the only thing that I thought, I mean, it was the sex, right? It was a bit comedic, but I think that was kind of handled well too because everybody's talking about sex. I noticed that we talked about this the past few seasons, they've really upped the sex content. The sex part, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah, they've really emphasized a lot on sex. <laughs> yeah, no, now it's in ASL. ASL. And yeah, now they're censoring like sign language now, folks. <laughs> like, yeah. Apparently sign languaging doggy style on TV, you, you can't sign that either. Yeah. It's blurred but, um, out, right? It's it, they blurred they, it all, they blurred out, it all out, the different right. positions. Yeah, were, right. was blurred out. Yeah, I like them. I hope they succeed. There were moments I thought uh, where I was a bit nervous for Sheila 
especially when it came down to talking about repairing the house. Mm. Uh, I know she was trying to communicate. This isn't about money, mm. you know, and, and they were at the bar. And I don't know if the message was getting across that. It's like, mm. I want you to first understand that this isn't about the money. Like, I know I need my house repaired and stuff. And I don't know, because finances are such a difficult thing to talk about when you can communicate. Yep. Um, and I don't know if, if that was getting across through their barrier. So that part worried me a little bit. Another thing, though, did I hear this right? He's working 85 hours a week. Dude, two jobs. insane. Two jobs. Insane. And he still found <laughs> time to maintain a long-distance relationship that's in a different time zone. Yeah. Props to him. Like, yeah. he really does love her. I don't think anyone who's working 85 hours a week is just going to the Philippines to passport boy that shit or whatever, you know, yeah, pa- yeah. whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he really found love and I think she did too. And um, I'm happy for them. I hope things get easier. Yep. But it was also a tough watch. Anytime I see poverty, it's a tough watch. It centers me and makes me realize how fortunate like we are here living, you know, and the kind of lifestyle we're living here and, and just seeing her conditions, even with the repairs, the conditions were still not that great, but they were really bad when he was there and I was like oh my gosh like a cemetery like they just decided oh well here's an open spot and they built a place on top of a graveyard you know what I mean I'm like this is really Insane. like crazy to me yeah yeah wild. you know it, it really is triggering about the mom and stuff and falling down the stairs and stuff but that was something I noticed when he was going up the stairs in my head I was like is that even safe that doesn't look safe yeah and you know, Dude. minutes later, you find out. And I was like, I was just thinking about whether that was safe or not. Like, yeah. Dude, unpopular opinion that just popped up in my head. Do you think he caused the stairs to like, because he like added extra To weaken weight? it? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, that I, would be devastating. I thought about it. Yeah. I oh my thought, God. I thought about it. Yeah. Because yeah. I, okay. He was... We are both Asians, right? So like, I take pride in the fact that we're, I guess bone density wise, we're slightly lighter, I guess. So like, you know, thinner boned. (laughs) Yeah. I guess you can call it hobbits or something. All I'm trying to say is that house, when we first met them, right. As a couple, when, when she first brought him to the house, I'm like thinking, okay, I'm pretty sure the people that have gone up and down are like the mom, the dad, you know, her, maybe her son, you know, the same people. And, you know, we're all small people. And then here comes David. He's a bigger guy. We he's can say that. It's yeah. The truth. He's a bigger yeah. guy. He's, he's a, a bigger, bigger guy. guy. And we like, I wonder because of the weak structure too, like, oh Lord, could he have weakened the yeah. structure? Ah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I, I don't know. Neither yeah. here or there. It's whatever. Yeah. It's hypothesizing. It's whatever. Yeah, hypo- yeah. Yeah. Sorry guys. I, I didn't mean to bring down the mood, but I'm like, oh Lord, now that you talk about the structure, but yes, watching any scenes of, again, man, Going back to 90 days, they like to portray Philippines in that light. I hate it. I freaking hate it. It's always like, oh, this is very third world. But you know what? I wish they focused more on how content people are. They're grateful that they survive typhoons, that they survive like every day. They're happy people. You know, I wish they shine a light on that rather than, oh, look, these folks are living in this like really dilapidated structure and like, oh gosh, it's another tough watch. But yeah. Oh, yeah, I just want to say too, before we close out on uh, David and Sheila, the scene where they said their goodbyes in the airport. Oh, my God. You know, when he cries, he's mute, right? So when he cries and mm-hmm. he let out the sound, the, oh, my God, that was heartbreaking. If you watch Pillow Talk, everyone was like, even Andre, who's like a hardcore Andre, is like affected by that scene. Like, they all felt like, crying i think some of them even cried but yeah that was a very hard scene to watch yeah i think even the cast members really feel for both david and sheila just their situation you know the disability and even the scene where she got jealous mm-hmm. everybody deals with jealousy everyone has sure. to deal with jealousy it's natural yeah But even that, even something that they've experienced themselves, even watching her get jealous about the other interpreter when she cried, they were all like, 
in tears. Like, I was like, you were yeah, like, oh, like, Sheila, like, oh, yeah, oh Sheila, it's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they started oh. making me cry. I was like, oh man, like, but, you know, jealousy you. is, it's natural. But yeah, when you saw Sheila go through that, because it was under a different context to see that she couldn't communicate with somebody that she loves. And it's a different kind of jealousy yes when you can't communicate with somebody and you see someone so freely and effortlessly communicating with them and you're wondering there's just so many things you're wondering what they're saying you're wondering well um, am i sufficient like mm -hmm. am i not why can't i there's just a lot it was a very complex kind of jealousy i'm sure she was feeling so yeah that really hit for a lot of people oh yeah <laughs> totally okay i figure we can deep dive into Gino and Jasmine. <laughs> I'm over it. You're over it? <laughs> maybe hey. that's not popular. Maybe people like them. I'm Bruh. fucking over it. <laughs> They're coming back for 90 Day Fiance. So, gosh. Yeah. We're going to get another season of them because I think I saw a sneak peek of the next series of 90 Day Fiance and it's going to feature Gino and Jasmine in uh you know in Jasmine yeah so I will say there are parts about their relationship that are entertaining make mm -hmm. for good tv sure but in, in terms of just their relationship I'm kind of done I've seen enough of them to know what they fight about a lot yes. so when they fight about it again it isn't new it's just yeah. like when are y'all gonna resolve this right you know like we're still watching the same fights happen over and over and over again there's only so much of that I can see before I've reached my limit and I've reached my limit. It's the same. We're dealing with the same arguments all the time. The content just isn't as refreshing as it was. Like, you know, the show is trying to emphasize a lot on sex now, but she's been sexy from the start. So it's like, even that's not new. She's yeah. already talked about that shit. So yeah. like y'all are trying to do something new. Doesn't work in Jasmine and Gino's case. She's been this since day one. Yeah. Well, now I it's the golden though, shower and the... Yeah, now it's the golden shower. I will say this. I think on the tell-all, Jasmine um, really stood out for me as someone who was making a lot of really good points. I agreed with her a lot on the things she was saying. Same. Especially, yeah, especially when she said something like, I'm not going to apologize for something that happened in my past. I think everyone forgets that like we all have a past and the things that we did before we were in relationships or before things were happening in our current relationships really shouldn't matter. Mm -hmm. And then for people to be kind of kink shame, are we kink shaming now? Is that what we're doing? Like there's just so many things that I just really disagreed with and that I was like team Jasmine on when mm -hmm. it came to the tell-all, mm -hmm. you know, when it came to the tell-all, she, is she perfect? No, she's not. There are certain things I really do identify with when it comes to her. I don't think she's the greatest person. Again, I'm not her number one fan either. She does have her faults. But definitely on this tell-all, there were things I was like Team Jasmine for, for sure. Yeah. My takeaway from her on the tell-all is the fact that she held herself together. Like she mm -hmm. could have exploded on some people, but she really held back. And I have to applaud her for that because I expected her to go off but she was pretty classy I think uh, maybe she mellowed or maybe she knew that the whole like explosiveness it's overdone but you're right they argue about the same thing week in week out almost right there's the prenup not enough sex now yeah. there's <laughs> Dane the ex-boyfriend yeah and the visa waiting on the visa and the financial implication that comes with it but now that the visa thing is over, I wonder if they're going to repeat the same formula in this new 90 Day Fiancé series where they argue about Dane, not enough sex, uh, prenup yeah. <laughs> or will or whatever. Yeah. So we shall see because, yeah, you're right. I'm over it because like Jasmine is becoming predictable to me. Gino will always take it and doesn't seem to run out of heads, apparently, though we did get a sneak peek of <laughs> what he looks like without the head when he went through the right. PSA. <laughs> take your head yeah. off. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, we shall see what... Uh, well, I don't know. I'm not really looking forward to another season of them. But anyway, from one attention seeker to another, we have Christian and Cleo. 
<sighs> man, I don't know. I don't know what to think about. Well, let me dial back. I know that Christian is not seeing what the rest of us are seeing is that what he's doing, right, is making Cleo uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. that's it. Period. I get it. Like he feels attacked because people are saying like, hey, you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be chatting up with women. But he's like, well, I'm making friends. I'm just being an extrovert. I'm being myself. But if being yourself makes your partner uncomfortable, then maybe you should tone it down a little bit. Mm -hmm. Maybe restrain yourself. So I wonder if he's just playing it up for the scenes or if he's really genuinely a good guy. Because I think during the tell-all, we see that he asked Cleo if she'll consider marrying him. So it seems like they're serious, but I don't know. Lon? I don't like Christian. (laughs) I didn't like him from the jump. In the first few episodes, it seemed like he was a cool guy. And then once they were face to face, there were a lot of things I saw about him that I didn't like. Mm -hmm. Um, Right off the bat, I could see how inconsiderate he was. Like, you know that she's autistic and yet you're not really asking her what does she want to do and what makes her feel comfortable in certain situations. So already right there, it wasn't even the fact that he started talking to girls. Like it was already before that. And then when he started talking to girls, he just took it to another level. Mm. Everything he says, but he's never wrong. He's never wrong. Yeah. He just cannot accept that maybe he did something wrong and that he could have acted differently. It always is about justifying um, what he did. And his justification is always, that's who I am. And that's just how I am. But that shouldn't be an excuse for behaving poorly or for making bad decisions. You can be who you are, but when you enter into a relationship, you have to stop thinking about yourself. Anybody of us can say that's who I am. But when we get into a relationship, now we have to consider how our partner feels about certain things. And he doesn't do that. He just simply doesn't do that. It's just, oh, that's how I am. And I'm going to continue to be who I am. Right. And, um, that doesn't fly with me. Like, how do you not know that like talking to women at a bar will be perceived a certain way? And I'm all for being a friendly person because I am that person who like will engage strangers and things like that. But I'm also that person that understands that like, okay, if I'm going to go to the bar for a drink and then I'm going to approach a woman and then say, oh, do you want to add me on your social? This is thing. And, you know, and even his mannerisms were different. You know, and he has main character syndrome, like, oh, everybody thinks that I'm this charmer and stuff. No, they don't. You do. You're the one that thinks yeah. that. And yeah. and then you play that up whenever you get into social spaces. You interrupt and you you interject and you insert yourself into people's spaces like that. He wasn't in that conversation with the group of women. Right. He just turned around. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Is something happening here? Oh, oh it's your birthday. It- I'm just like, will you shut the fuck up and talk to your date? Like, what was that even about? He just inserted himself into that. And like, I'm glad he protected Cleo from his family. Like, that was the only redeeming thing Mm -hmm. that I saw when he was like, well, you know, I I wanted to protect her from that. I think comments were said and I didn't like it. Yep. But, you know, and and other people noticed it too. Was he always doesn't let her fit a word in. He talks over her all the time. And then he's like, well, I can answer that for her. Don't. Can you fucking like relax? (laughs) Christian, relax. (laughs) Can you let her speak for herself? Like it it was always, I can answer that for her. You don't need to. She's here and we want to hear from her, right? He always constantly talks over her. He constantly wants to answer for her. It's all bullshit. Oh, I just thought you might change your mind in the morning. I wanted to you know, to get on the same page. Y'all got on the same page the night before. That's the point Cleo's trying to make. Yeah, It's excuse after excuse after excuse with this guy. And I'm just like, I don't like him. And I feel bad for Cleo. I think Cleo deserves love. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes Cleo wants it so bad that she wants it to be him. Yep. You know? Yep. And the proposal, fake. Fake. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, it was more attention-seeking behavior. It <gasps> yes. was... Yeah, whenever he's like, I feel like I'm being attacked here. It was in response to that, to make him seem like the good guy and to make him seem like the genuine guy. Whereas to me, it just seemed like, of course you would do this now. 
of course he would do this now with the cameras on and stuff. And then when they were like, oh, is this a proposal? He couldn't double down. He was like, well, well, obviously we would have to meet and it would be, yeah, of course. So why did you fucking say it? It's yeah, classic I mean, why narcissism. Would you, why would you? Yeah, of course. You, why would you say it? Of course it needs to happen in a different environment. Of course it needs to happen in a different context. So why did you even bring it up? You're so fake, man. Like this guy is so phony, dude. I don't know. I don't like him. And I think she deserves better. And I think her friend sees it. You know, mm. what's her friend's name? I think she sees it too. And she's yep. just like, oh, but she cares so much about Cleo. I think we've all come to care enough about Cleo to want her to find love. But to know that she can do better than this guy. Yeah. I mean, anyone with a Steiner discord. Yeah. You shouldn't get with that person. Like, that's disgusting. When you're getting some, we call it. Did you get some Stein? Steiner? Oh, yeah. Ew. No. Shut up, dude. dude no. <laughs> you're gross, Absolutely dude. not. Oh, my gosh. How full of himself is this guy? Oh, my yeah. gosh. <laughs> How uh, do his friends put him? <laughs> he probably hang out with like-minded people. People who are, like, attention seekers. And they just want to have the last word. Like you say, main character syndrome, right? Like, they think they're yeah. always they're going to be the, the hero of the day or the protagonist. I, I don't know. All right. I'm over Christian, but, you know, hoping Cleo will not mm. say yes to him, but who knows? Let's move on to Statler and Dempsey. You know, Statler came out looking really good during the tell-all. Like, I I'm not saying she didn't look good throughout the season. She did, however, kind of lose me when she said she didn't want to have kids and then Dempsey obviously was hurt and I just thought that might have been contrived and maybe, you know, it's a made-up drama, but it sounds like they both got on the same page and yeah, I, I can't help but find them really cute. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not here to judge, but you know, Stadler does her thing and I'm okay with it. I don't really care where she had sex. I'm not here to judge, but I just hope that she <laughs> and Dempsey will ride off to the sunset, live happily ever after in their van, wherever they are in Europe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have no issues with them. I hope to see them in future series or whatever, happily ever after or something. I don't know. But any other comments, Lon? I like Statler and Dempsey. Statler, especially when uh, in the first few episodes, I thought she was super adorbs. <laughs> and the, the things I had, the qualms I have with her didn't even happen on the tell-all. There were just things that I didn't like, right? And if we're going to call them out from other couples, then we got to call them out with her. And so I think, you know, Coming to another country without telling the person that your plan is to stay there, mm. without giving them the heads up, mm. to me, is manipulation, straight up. Yeah, And I get it, you know, with her background and stuff and her, like, not having a family, I understand that. But at the same time, you have to understand that's not cool to just say, oh, I don't have any other plans and uh, I want to live with you. Like, that's a lot to drop on someone. Yeah. It was just very manipulative and i think dempsey saw it too to like plan out this special date with like gifts and a campfire and it was like okay i'm i'm doing this yeah i'm doing this because i want to put you in the mood to say that this is going to be okay that um, i'm going to say this it is manipulative. and that yes yes, yes. yeah like to, she was driving the outcome to where dempsey would feel bad about saying no that's not cool but Dempsey still like held her ground and was like, well, I don't, you know, we really do need to talk about this more, <laughs> but good for Dempsey. Cause I was like, that wasn't cool Statler. And, and they worked through it and I'm glad they did. And like I said, I feel bad for Statler, no, given her background and the things with her family and all that stuff. I get it. And I feel bad, but I still don't think that that was a cool thing to do. Mm -hmm. But other than that, yeah, I, I think they're a cute couple. I like watching them. Yeah, I would follow them in a van and see what see what little escapades and adventures they get up to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they look like they always have fun. You know, they're being themselves and they don't care if the camera's on them or not. So, yeah, I would love to follow through with their life and see where they're at right now. Yeah, we shall see. All right, Lon, last two couples choose. Do you want to talk about catfish or Catholics? Um, I think we can talk about Catholics. 
We can save first? the catfish. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Because I'm excited about these two topics because I want to get your opinion on it. I'm sure you can speak to it. All right, Nicola and Misha. So, man, I want to get your thoughts first. I don't want to say anything, but I do have a lot of questions. But I want to get your take on Misha and Nicola. I don't know. I don't think he's the right person for her. If she's into Catholicism and stuff like that, I think she definitely should hook up with a Catholic person. I think I'm on the same page with her about that. I, I hate that I have to judge their relationship, but just seeing them like together just didn't make sense to me. It didn't seem like he really understood her where she was coming from. Like, I don't think he was really trying to listen to her when she was voicing her concerns and telling her how she feels about certain things. There's just, to me, there was a lot of red flags and we texted, you know, before we talked, like I text Nadia about the show, obviously y'all. And I was like, I don't see what she sees in this guy. Um, and I said, and I it get could it. be that uh, he had a tripod, <laughs> not that she's seen it, but I don't know. And I understand the attraction that she's spiritual now and she's into this guy who's really passionate about his spirituality. But at the same time, I think somebody who lives solely on the word of a book that he considers is immutable and unchangeable and mm. unadaptable is dangerous for someone to rely on just living a life of saying it's in the bible it's mm. what the bible says a book that's ancient that cannot adapt to new information to things it's just so dangerous i don't know it was interesting because I, I'm glad that it happened because, you know, on this show, they always like to villainize like the Muslims, right? It's mm -hmm. just so like Islamophobic. And finally, we get to see y'all. Christianity is the same, y'all. It's the same. There are also rules. There's 10 commandments. There's also it's in the Bible. It is in the Bible, y'all. It is in the Bible <laughs> that says like men should rule over women like and I think Catholic Christians and Christians especially, they're like they, they like to look and point fingers at like Muslims and go, look at how like uh repressive and you know, shit, whatever. Christianity is the same, y'all. It's no different. And like I'm glad that they showed this because you could see how hindering it was and how claustrophobic all these things that Misha was feeling and her daughters were afraid of. Mm. And I'm like, is this the right guy? I, I don't know. Maybe you might need somebody who's just a little less rigid, a little more open-minded and doesn't just say it's in the Bible and it's what the Bible says. Yeah. Because if that's the person you want to live with for the rest of your life, it's going to be really restrictive. Yep. It's going to be super restrictive. And I don't know. I don't see it with Misha. Misha is somebody that likes to go dancing to the club and maybe have a glass of wine or something. She wants to sleep in the same bed with her uh, fiance. I don't know if he'll allow for that kind of flexibility. He just seems really um, rigid. And um, I hope he finds somebody that he's compatible with for sure. I don't know if it's Misha though. And um, one of the things I complained about during the season was how he was really passive aggressive. He didn't bring up his concerns to her face. It wasn't until his best friend showed up mm -hmm. and then he was sliding in punches and shit like, oh, well, I didn't know she could be so messy. You know, her room is, she unpacked her bags. And I was like, is this how you're going to bring it up when she's meeting your best friend and his wife? Like, that's when you decide to like bring it up. And it was just super passive aggressive. I didn't like that. I don't know. There's a lot that I don't like about him. And, and a lot of it has to do with my own gripes about Catholicism and the rigidity of it and how I feel in a progressive society, in a society where we're constantly learning new things and these people fail to adapt because mm. this holy book that just doesn't have that flexibility and can be interpreted in different ways, they hold on to these very traditional, conservative, very strict interpretations of it and then they don't allow people to live a full life because they deem that that life is sinful and unholy yeah i was very shocked when i found out about the concept of annulment so long as you know my husband he was born a catholic he became a christian <laughs> i guess he uh I don't know if it's a parallel demotion or whatever, but he felt like Catholicism was 
definitely stricter. So he chose to follow Christianity instead. They're all denomination, right? So, but he explained to me the concept of annulment and I was just, my jaw dropped because apparently if you're strict Catholic and you divorce, you need to get permission from the Pope to annul your marriage so that you can get married again in church. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Am I sort of right? There? The law of man is different from the law of God or the law of the church or whatever. And just because the law of man says, oh, you guys aren't together anymore. That doesn't mean that the holy union, you know, that you entered into under the sacrament of marriage um, um, is dissolved. So an annulment, you know, you have to prove that your marriage was doomed from the beginning Mm-hmm. And that maybe this wasn't God's plan, you know, and the church has to decide that whether it goes all the way up to the Pope, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but yeah, the church has to decide, oh yeah, this wasn't a match made under heaven, you know, or whatever. This wasn't God's plan or whatever. Wow. And this was doing from the beginning. And so we annul it. Yeah. But once you enter into marriage, which they consider a holy sacrament, yeah. you know, like that's why they say holy matrimony, because it's sure. a it's it's somewhat of an agreement that you make under God that you two are together. That doesn't get dissolved just because a court says that you're divorced. That mm-hmm. means nothing to the church. Interesting. Yeah. OK, it's a new concept for me. And she got it annulled. Is that what she did? I remember yeah, she did. Something? The tribunal yeah, approved. Okay. <laughs> The tribunal, is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> and then I caught this and I didn't know that this was a thing, but he said that Viagra is a sin or using Viagra is a sin. Which verse on the Bible says that? And that's why this stuff is dangerous because like, you know, you have people dying from snake bites because like they won't go to the hospital. They think, oh, well, God will heal them and stuff. Like don't take medicines and stuff. And it all dates back to- Is that um, Christian science, right? Like you pray over sickness or something. Yeah, and I don't even know, like my other gripe with Christians is that Christianity, you know, technically means you follow Christ and Christ, you know, didn't enter the Bible until the New Testament. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these old outdated things are Old Testament things. And they follow them. And in the Old Testament, I don't know if it's in the New Testament, but in the Old Testament, there's stuff like that. There's stuff that you can't eat certain things. You can't eat shellfish, for example. Yeah. Right. Bottom feeders. Um, Yeah. There's just certain things. There's dietary restrictions to follow and all kinds of stuff, you know. Um, You know, I'm thinking that's where he's getting it from. (laughs) And that's what makes this belief in, in a single book. And to just always fall back on saying that's what the Bible says. That's yeah. what makes it so dangerous. Like mm-hmm. I said, there's people who go to these holy retreats and stuff. They play around with snakes. And then when they get bitten by a snake, it's like you said, yeah. Oh, let's let's pray over them. So they don't ever even attempt to go to the hospital. And the person dies. Oh, it was God's will. Like, that's just so Damn. dangerous. That was a child. Ugh. Yeah, that was a child. <laughs> oh, my. A, a being that had a future out of them. And you didn't take them to the hospital? Like... It's just so dangerous. It's just so dangerous oh, man. <laughs> to have that kind of that mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah, uh, back to the Viagra. Yeah. Like if that's the role they're following, then they can't take Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I always thought they seem like a mismatch, but I kind of respect Misha's, I guess she's a born again, right? So maybe that's why she sought after someone who's super spiritual and super religious and she landed on Nicola and it just seems like a mismatch, but I don't want to judge that part. I just wish that he's less rigid. But again, the fact that he's insisting on the annulment tells me that, man, everything's going to be by the book, by the holy mm-hmm. book, right? So, yeah. Oof. Yeah. I don't know if things are going to work out in their household, but we shall see. All right. Shall we move on to the last? I can't even say Tyre. Tyre, yep. I figured catfishing is your specialty because you love uh, MPC no. catfish. <laughs> but damn. I, Poor guy. I, you know what? I feel bad for him, but at the same time, I feel like, really, why do they got to film him for like this many episodes? Like They found out that he got catfish in the first episode. That's it. It's done. Yeah. Like Why do you got to drag this out? And... 
I just feel bad that he fell for this scam. And of course, TLC has tried to like make stuff happen for him by getting him and the real Carmela, right, together. And I'm like, really? We're doing this? Yeah. You're paying this woman to show up so that you guys can create something out of nothing? Like, come on, man. Yeah, I agree. I think three episodes tops was all he really needed. We didn't need to go on this like wild goose chase and stuff. And the longer they filmed him, the more bad I felt for him. You could see how deep he was in it. He started creating stories. You know, it's bad when you're creating stories. And he even at one point was like, oh, well, maybe her man was in jail. And then he got out. And then now she can't like talk to me because she's scared. I'm like, are you listening to yourself? Like, what are you even saying? And yeah, when you're that deep in denial, he wasn't even putting together that like the person that was on the flyers and stuff wasn't the person he was talking to. Mm. At one point, he still thought it was the person he was talking to, but that that person was the one scamming him. And I'm like, it's another person entirely who's just using their picture. But he couldn't let go of the idea that he wasn't talking to the picture. You know, it was just, it was really sad. And I felt bad for him. Even on the tell-all, I I felt bad for him. You could tell he was really hurt by it. And for him to bring him on the show and like try to talk about it more, I was like, uh, I don't know if y'all are struggling for content or what, but I don't think this guy needs to be on here. Yeah. It became a PD case and I hate that. I really hate that for him. Like this did need to drag on and I hate that they dragged it on and they even tried to trace the real Christian or whoever. And yeah, it was painful to watch. I lost interest by then. Yeah. I lost interest by then. I wasn't even interested. I don't care. It's cringy. That's why we're going to try to call the guy that you were talking to. I'm like, really? that's what y'all want to do for like yeah. final tell all. That was the big thing that y'all were saving or leading up to. And like, of course not, it got, it went care. to his voicemail. <laughs> yeah. So anticlimactic too. I was like, I don't care. None of us care about this anyway. Like, yeah. Uh, Ugh, that was also difficult to watch, but anyway, we're done covering all the cast members of these season six of before the 90 days lawn. Typically, we'll tell our listeners what our WTF moment is, but I guess there's just a lot. I'm not sure if there's any one that stands out to you. So I figured let's just go through a different ending. Who's the most toxic in your opinion? Toxic? Couple. Jasmine and Gino. Jasmine and Gino for me, followed by Violet and Riley. Yeah. Okay. 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 I think for me, Christian was so toxic for Cleo. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, of course, like Gino and Jasmine, it's definitely, definitely toxic. Yeah. Okay. What about this? Who's the most compatible? Statler and Dempsey. Oh. Yo, well, actually, no. Let me take that. Well, David and Sheila, too. Yeah. on a different level i think she's learning how to sign yeah so i really like david and sheila i think we talked about that yes, yes. yeah but i like statler and dempsey too yeah i think they're I think cute. They, they're good together yeah, yeah they're good together and yeah and david and sheila too hopefully they're still together okay uh what about who's the most incompatible incompatible mm-hmm. cleo and christian i want to say riley and violet because they just cannot come. Oh, yeah, them They're too. never on the same page. <laughs> yeah, I think I've written I've already written them off. So that was like not even a consideration. But yeah, I think with Cleo and Christian, uh, there's layers to that, right? I, I think he has to be more considerate for sure. Mm-hmm. More sensitive to her being um autistic. I just think too, if he's gonna continue to play the oh, I'm uh extrovert card that's just not gonna bode well yeah like who invites a stranger over to thanksgiving okay i get it like that came out wrong because i I know people who invite strangers over for thanksgiving yeah i mean maybe it's an american thing to me it just seemed like that that was going to be a night for them though is what i meant by that that's how i meant it it seemed like it was supposed to be a night for them to kind of get together 
And yeah, she was bringing her friend and stuff, but like, you're going to invite another girl, really? And you thought that was a good idea? Nah. He should have checked with her first, in my opinion. Yeah, like, <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. So, uh, listeners, this is obviously the first podcast in a long time that we recorded. But because we're still busy people, uh, I'm guessing the next one would be our maybe tell-all coverage of uh, The Other Way. That too is full of very interesting uh, cast members. Not sure, Lonnie, if you are following that show. <laughs> it's just a lot. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying. Okay. All right. So we've reached the end. Lon, anything else you want to add? Any shows or anything else you want to recommend our listeners? Uh, really, I just wanted to say thanks for sticking with us, uh, everybody. Um, I know it's it's been a while since we put out some content, but um, if you're still here, thank you so much for sticking with us. I promise when I get less busier, um, I'll be down to talk about this some more. You can always hit us up on um, on the on the socials. Right now, I really haven't had time to watch a lot of things. I'm I'm watching Love Is Blind, the new <laughs> season of it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm a sucker for Love Is Blind. I like Love Is Blind. <laughs> I was watching that, and I'm interested in if you have Peacock, The Continental. It's a uh, John Wick. John spin-off. Wick. Yeah. Yeah. What about that? Uh, what is it? The one that's based on a game on Peacock. The one with uh the guy who uh who plays Falcon in the Marvel universe. Oh, Twisted Metal. Twist, yeah, Twisted Metal. Yeah, Twisted Metal. I haven't started that one yet. Yeah, I haven't started it yet. Okay, but yeah, those two are in my queue. I just finished Only Murders in the Building season three. Mm. Uh, it's pretty good, and uh, yeah, I guess I'm I'm watching season four of the Kardashians. I know I'm. So... <laughs> <laughs> I'm ashamed of it but yeah and I obviously I watch Ahsoka and I'm looking forward to watching Loki season 2 so ah man uh, not much TV but you know sometimes when I have some free time that's what I'll do I'll just sneak in some episodes here and there I want to say thank you to our listeners for sticking around and following us on the socials but yeah do engage with us on Twitter or sorry X <laughs> X shit uh and instagram <laughs> and be kind to one another and thank you goodbye bye bye <laughs>